My name is Rick Napier, the CEO at Real People USA LLC, located in Sacramento County, California, and Real People USA. We do three things. We love to talk about small business ownership and capitalism. Second, we use our platform to help boost Republican candidates' uh, performance uh, with systems that we offer. And third, we love to have people come on uh, the Real People USA podcast to talk about real situations uh, uh, impacting or affecting real people. So today, we are so honored to have a New York State governor candidate, Derek Gibson, who is running, of course, in New York State. And uh, Derek and I connected about two or three weeks ago, and we started talking about small business owners. And uh, Derek uh, called me, and we, we talked for about 30 minutes. And I just want to tell people, this is the guy that you want. And we will learn why I said that uh, in this interview. So without further delay, I would like to welcome to the Real People USA podcast, Derek Gibson. Good afternoon, Derek. How are you doing? Good afternoon. I am doing well, and thank you for having me on the show today. I am honored. And yes, it's an honor for us. It's an honor for our listeners, and it's definitely an honor for New York State residents who are looking for a significant change to what they have experienced in the last 24 months. So, Derek, um, how we normally uh, operate on the Real People USA podcast, we would love to ask the first question, which is, can you please share your background, place of birth, education, work history, family, whatever you want to tell our listeners about yourself? Well, good afternoon, and I'll be glad to do that. And you can also, the listeners can also find it on my website uh after this show or whatever go on my website and you can check it all out it's all there so yes i'm Derek gibson i'm a republican candidate for new york state governor uh i was born in jamaica queens new york uh late in life my parents decided to move to the south so we moved to the south where i was educated in uh school in the south where i first I graduated high school, then I won a scholarship to go to uh, Automotive Technology School, South Georgia Technology College in America, Georgia. Uh, I graduated from there, earned a degree in Automotive Technology. Uh, After graduation, I went and worked in the automotive field for seven different uh, entities, such as Amoco Transmissions, uh, Chrysler dealerships, Chevy dealerships. Uh, got me a little experience, and I decided to open my own business. So I opened several uh, transmission repair shops, uh, and what I was doing there because I took the whole course of automotive technology, but I was very interested in the transmission part of the vehicle and what makes that work and makes the car go. So uh, I really put all of my energy into the transmission sector, sector of that particular course and went forward with and i was very successful at that later in life uh after my own business and did very well there i had a few setbacks but that's that's what makes you better when you have those setbacks you know how to do it better next time so i went out and i went back to school uh and got a degree after i moved back to new york uh, let me back up i moved away from georgia moved to florida while i was working in the industry and found out it was too much for the heat for me so i decided to move back up south about seven years ago uh my home new york city 
I returned here and I went back to college and got me a degree in criminal justice. And from there, I made several moves from there. And from, from graduation from the criminal justice degree, and looking at the state of New York, I decided uh, to put my hat in the ring to run for governor to make a better and a greater New York state. So this is where you'll find me today, my hat in the ring running for governor. All right, Derek, thank you for that uh, background. And yes, you've been some of the places I've been uh, up in New York and uh, Georgia, that's where my son and my, 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 my wife's family lives. And I'm a native of Tampa, Florida, and spent a few years living in South Florida in Miami-Dade, Fort Lauderdale. So thank you for that, that brief bio. Now, you mentioned a few seconds ago about some motivating factors that has caused you to put your hat into the ring to run for governor of New York. Please talk about that. Please spend some more time talking about these motivating factors that are prompting you to run for New York governor? So at the particular time, uh, seven years ago, when I came back to New York City, New York State, uh, I noticed after living in the South, you know, you're free, you can, uh, it's much more prosperous. You can prosper much more without all the regulations and, and uh, rules that are in place to hold you back, which is in New York State and New York City. When I returned to the city and I saw the cost of living and the way things was gone here i decided to do what i'm doing now uh so people could barely afford to live here and then the current governor andrew Cuomo, uh at the time i was making statements about no republicans or conservatives which i'm a conservative republican is allowed has no place in the state of new york so that really made me throw my hat in the ring to uh challenge this guy because new york and all of America is for everyone in America, not only just one group of people, such as the Communist Democrat. Uh, the state of New York is in term all, uh, I think pretty much America knows that uh, anybody can see throughout America that the state of New York is in term or has been ran by Democrats for a couple of decades and has been ran into the ground. This is one of the richest cities in the world. And uh, at this particular time, it is spiraling out of control. It has turned to a cesspool of lawlessness and other things going on. So this is why I'm at the uh, point I am now to bring prosperity, to bring law and order back to the state of New York so we can be that shining light on the hill once again. As you know, New York and California lead uh, with things going on in this nation and they follow all over the nation. So we want to be a good leader. A city that sits on the hill with a shining light so others can look to it and say, this is how we want to be. Like, for instance, now uh, Governor DeSantis in Florida is looked at as that particular governor now because the way he's governing his state uh, with common sense and common sense policy. So this is something I'm going to bring back uh, to the state of New York. Excellent. And you know, family members and friends that are out there in, in, in the in the five boroughs of New York, man, they are looking for someone to to make uh, things right again. I think you have on your um, one of your political platforms, you have a statement that says New York state residents want their lives back. And that is that is the true sentiment that I'm hearing from people on the East Coast and up in uh, New York City and the rest of New York is that they want their lives back. So my next question, Derek, is 
you know, it hasn't always been like it is right now. What have you seen that has changed, you know, specifically in the last two years, the last five years, especially under the under the disastrous leadership of Cuomo? What specifically have you seen that other New Yorkers have seen? Right. And that is first and foremost is disregard for our law, disregard for the U.S. Constitution, the way that uh, New York is being governed and led. Uh, it's total disrespect, and the people see it the same way that I see, and they are fed up with it. Pe- with it. People are tired of being quiet. Now they are speaking out. They are taken to the streets, and what they want, they want uh, right now. They want their freedom back to, due to this COVID scandal that uh, they has going on. People want their freedom back. They did a uh, the last couple of years. They did bail reform, which went completely downhill. When they said no violent criminals would be released, and that's all you see now is violent criminals being released. It's moving so fast; it's hard to keep up with all the uh, all the spiraling that's going on uh, that is detrimental to the state of New York and for our economy to prosper and bloom in the state of New York. No one will bring their business here the way the crime is. And uh, currently, we are closing six prisons. The crime rate is high as it's been before uh, since Rudy Giuliani cleaned it up back in uh, the early 80s. It has toppled that, and we're closing prisons, and we're releasing violent criminals out of jail. We're having uh, just recently had a young man released uh, four times for uh, burglarizing, stealing out the stores, and it's, it's insanity. We have uh, criminals that being ticketed and released back into our community. And then we have a situation, the New York Safe Act, which makes absolutely no sense that most of these candidates embrace uh, because they don't know about guns and gun safety uh, either. So saying the uh, New York bail reform and then our laws will not let the citizen have weapons to protect themselves. If you found with a weapon, you protect yourself against rape, robbery, or whatever, and you have a weapon, you will be prosecuted. I mean, the state of New York is being ran completely backwards. People are afraid. They're afraid to leave their homes, uh, ride the subways because of the crime wave that is going on. As you know, uh, last summer, BLM uh, wreaked habit on New York City, destroying businesses, looting, uh, all types of things went on, and law enforcement looked the other way because the leadership uh, instructed them to do so. So people just fed up with what is going on. The taxes are too high. Uh, the school system is worse than uh, third world country in the state of New York. It's insanity. Our kids are graduation, graduating. They can't speak the corporate language. Uh, it's insanity what is going on. So this is why I'm here to bring common sense and common sense policies back and make sure we get our economy back rolling so people can prosper again. Excellent. And you're, you're right on track with that. And then I know you see it first and foremost, uh, ground zero. And I believe California is in second place right behind New York in terms of uh, these disastrous policies that these, uh, these socialist communist type governors are inflicting on the people. Um, and you mentioned BLM, and, and I want to let your listeners know to stay tuned to the Real People USA podcast. We're going to talk about some of the Saul Alinsky, you know, rules for radicals that started, you know, kind of like in the 70s, but was embraced and, and executed and launched on the American people starting in 2009. So I want to just let people know to stay focused, stay focused and 
come back to the Real People USA podcast to hear about how all of these 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 radical things were. It, it's in a book, Rules for Radicals, by Saul Alinsky, and how you know there's like eight to twelve steps where they have uh, purposely caused America to to be in this bad situation that we are in today. Now I want to switch gears a little bit, uh, Derek, because you mentioned something on uh, one of your uh, your one of your I think your Twitter posts, and I think we talked about it a little bit. It seems like the GOP machine. I'm not sure if it's the, the national GOP or the New York GOP. It seems like they're promoting or sort of uh, declaring one of your governor candidate competitors the New York State victor already one year from the election. What what is that about? Right, and not only that, uh, the New York State GOP is doing that, and I reached out to them, and I've been voicing my uh, concerns and my opinion on why they're doing that, and uh, I'm challenging them on every corner. We're not going to let this happen. We have a primary on the book, and we're going to the primary. There are currently six candidates, and we are demanding a primary, but as you see, the New York GOP got behind Lee Zellin after I was the first one declared two years ago. Uh, me and Mike uh, Cabanelli, Sheriff Cabanelli. And two years ago, uh, I said, I'm going to make this change. But the GOP uh, had their first uh, formal in Albany, New York, about seven, eight months ago. And I wasn't invited. And this is when I railed back against them because I talked to Nick Langworthy. He said, well, we weren't aware that you were running for governor. But they was aware that I'm an active in the city uh, uh, big time. And they was aware that I campaigned for Mar- Malinaire along with George uh, Pataki. And they was aware of all those things. I said, if you're aware, aware of all of that, how can you not know that I am a declared candidate for governor? So this is uh, uh, my opinion. This is a good old boy club. And they promised people, well, you, well next time we're going to support you or whatever regards who have a hat in the ring. So it's no, no, it's not fair. It's no justice in that. It's very unethical. And we demand a primary and we're going to have a primary. This is not the way to do things in New York State. He's forcing the county leaders to endorse Lee Zeldin. Some of the county leaders have reached out to me and said, Derek, we support you and we're going to vote for you. But it's the head guy is forcing us to endorse Lee Zell. I mean, that's sad and it's sick. So this is what's going on in the state of New York. And I'm determined and aim to bring the New York GOP down to its knees. It needs to be restructured. It, it, you know, it should be for all. And, it, and currently it's not. So we cannot tolerate that. I will not tolerate in the state of New York. And we're just going to move forward, like I said, with the primary. So these are the things that is going on behind the scenes. So uh, if you live in New York State, uh, I recommend that you call Nick Langworthy and you call the uh, head of the GOP, you email and tell them you want your voice heard. Because we have 18 million people. It's not right for two county leaders, uh, each county, to pick the uh, person to run for governor. And even at that, they're not picking. They're being, uh, being forced forced to uh, support Lee Zeldin against their will. So this is unethical, and no, I will not lay down. I will take the governor's seat, and we, the people, will have their voice heard. You know that is that is troubling to hear, and uh, it's the reason why it's troubling is because it's the people that decide, or who should decide who the who the who that 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 that, that political figure should be, 
And it's the people of New York who should decide to have the voice that should have the number one uh, voice of determining who will be their governor and who's able to run. Now, I also want to let New York listeners know right now. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to brag on you for a minute, Derek. Okay, because I've seen some of your posts on Twitter, and I just want to say that you are a fighter. Because <laughs> I saw that post where you went to, I think it was like a maybe a city agency, or maybe you were showing your ID, and you asked a person, you told the person that you were a, a woman that day. And that just made me laugh so hard. You said you were a woman, <laughs> and, and, and the guy goes, no, you look like a man. So, I mean, there's like, uh, you know, two genders you know, maybe there's like 15, but I think you and I know there's only two. So that was a very bold move that you make. So I just want to let people know that you are a fighter. You're not a cream puff. And I'm not, I don't know who the other candidates, I don't know if they're fighters or cream puffs, but I do know that you are a fighter and New York needs a fighters. And, 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 and secondly, since you mentioned what you just mentioned about this forced appointment or declaration uh, of, of a governor, I just want to say that um, people, the people of New York, the people of New York need to decide. So here's my next question. Um, New York is the most recognized city in the world. There's no dispute about that. What is the current mood of New York City residents? And you can and you can get down to a personal level, people that you've spoken to, what are they what how are they feeling right now? Because and let me add some things to this. Because what do you see in the eyes of New York residents who have been hit hard with communist like unconstitutional lockdowns, business shutdowns, uh, vast vaccine passport requirements, and New York residents who are losing their jobs? for refusing to get vac vaccinated as a condition of employment. Where it's gloomy, sad, and desperation. This is what I see uh, going on right now in the eyes of the people in New York State. And it's, it saddens me to my heart to see my people looking like this and seem like they don't have a way out at all. It, it's, it's something that, I don't know, it's something that that will uh, turn turn the mind of any freedom loving person that have to see uh, there are people like this. The state of New York, uh, people quietly and now they are picking up, going out, getting loud with their complaints and what is going on. People are vowing, even Democrats, never to vote for another Democrat. It's that desperate out here. Uh, people want relief. They want freedom. And they are not they are not getting it. And this is the point we are at in New York State now. Now, coming up due to the COVID, that made it even worse because once they gave the governor the emergency power, he completely used that to destroy the freedom of our people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's exactly that's that's exactly um what I'm hearing and what I'm also hearing from New Yorkers is, you know, this thing called uh, uh, the ability to have life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. So what I'm also hearing, Derek, is you have people from all walks of life now saying that the Democrats have betrayed them. 
You're talking about police officers who used to vote Democrat, firefighters. Uh, you have people from all walks of life who used to say, my money's great, my life is great. It doesn't really matter if I vote Republican or Democrat. And over the last two years, they have all had a change of heart. There, there are scientists who cannot do their jobs. There are dancers who can't dance. There are preachers who find it, who find it hard to preach. Teachers can't teach. Hip hop artists can't and DJs can't be in the club making money. And pro athletes are now uh, being told they have to take a vaccine to play basketball and football and baseball. And so a lot of people are, are starting to figure out that what the Democrats are, are doing to America is not what they want. So here's my question that I have as we move forward. Please tell our listeners what are your campaign platform items and why did you pick these items? Okay, yeah, I have, uh, I think, a pretty good uh, platform put together. And other candidates have, have actually uh, taken most, if not all, of my platform. But I go over my platform uh, and let the people of New York State and America know exactly uh, what I put together. Uh, so it's true justice and American values. That is what I stand for. I'm a Christian guy, and there's no other way uh, to have it but that. So first and foremost, I am pro-Second Amendment. I am a hunter. I learned how to do this in Georgia when I was uh, living there and raised as a child. I got gun safety and all of that about maybe six, seven years old. I started handling guns, maybe a little bit earlier than that. Uh, how to hold it when you're carrying it, not to point it at a person, and so forth and so on. Yes, I'm pro-Second Amendment. The USA Constitution afford us that right uh, to have our weapons. The uh, God-given rights, we got a God-given right to protect ourselves with the means of that also. So I support the Second Amendment 100%. I don't feel like we need a license to... Uh, carry a weapon on ourselves uh, anywhere in the United States of America. Number two, equal justice for all. As you can see, the justice system is upside down. And yes, we have some people saying the justice system is corrupt. And it is from the bottom to the top. I agree with that. But those very same people are saying today, uh, this young uh, man on trial, Kyle Rittenhouse on trial, the same people that scream the justice system is unfair and corrupt is now screaming for the justice system to be corrupt when it comes to this young man uh, for defending himself. I mean, what else, uh, 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 what else could this young man do? If you follow the trial, you'll see he, has, he, he did everything right, and he has the right to defend himself. He's on the ground. They beat him with skateboards. They're kicking him in the face. And they said that is not enough to protect yourself. Even the uh, prosecutors saying uh, stuff like that. So we're in an upside down world. But yes, we need equal justice for all. We have these judges that are uh, thinking they are God and they are rendering decisions that is detrimental to the family and family court. They are taking children unwarranted. Uh, no reason to take them. It's things that's going on. It's beyond uh, the eye of the individual citizen uh but me being criminal justice i see these things i support law enforcement 100 percent without law enforcement society we won't have a society it'll be tragic so i support that voter id 
legislation has got to be passed. We need to go back to paper ballot. Ballot, this is the only way that we're going to have a fair election. Go back to paper ballot showing ID. You must show your ID, and that will prove that you're a state citizen. And in New York State, ID is not enough because uh, they passed the the uh the bill to let illegal aliens get driver's license and they said it was not going to be automatic registration but shortly after they did that then they flipped it over to automatic registration when you get your driver's license so it's a lot of fraud a lot of things going on so we must uh we must push back on these things and bring in uh, that voter ID legislation to the front, let the people vote on it, bring it back so we can have free and fair elections. Without that, we are a communist country, which I see with the president, uh, the resident of the United States now. He was surely appointed to the office uh, just to get rid of President Trump. Also, uh, protect constitutional rights. I already said a little bit about the con- protecting your constitutional rights. They are granted to you, and we cannot let anyone uh, go up above your protected constitutional right. School choice is, is a major issue today. Uh, they are pushing CRT, LGBT agenda in our schools, which has no place as governor. I will stop that on day, day one. Also, speaking of school choice, I would like, if you don't want your kids in public school, your money should follow you. You're a taxpayer. Your money should follow you wherever you choose to take your child. And I will fight to get that in place. So you will have to put up with overbearing school system that is trying to teach negative things about America, trying to teach sexual education that should be taught in the home and other things. Religious liberty, this is huge. Uh, the government give the churches, religious institutions a break uh, if they don't speak about politics. That needs to be null and void. Uh, we shouldn't be quelling the voices of our religious institution. Our nation was uh, built on Christianity, and we need to keep it like that. So whatever institution want to speak about politics, you'll be able to speak about it. It do mix. The government and religion do mix the countries uh, based on that and built on that. People have went, took it up on their self to interpret things totally different, and there's no way in the Constitution that religion and politics can't go together. So... I am pro-life, 100%. I believe life starts at conception, and I believe anything shorter than that is murder. By me being pro-life, that don't mean I can make abortion illegal. Whatever you do is between you and God. But if you want to have abortion, you pay for it yourself. I, rem- I would remove taxpayers' funding from Planned Parenthood on day one and move on from there. Pro-business, I'm a businessman. Business, I would business create untold numbers of jobs they deserve tax break they do not deserve to be taxed at a rate of 40 percent it makes absolutely no sense because they create jobs therefore create more taxpayers medical freedom is big right now as you know we had the mandates on uh the covid vaccine that doesn't work uh, i know plenty of people that done had it and caught covid after a while it does not make it less like joe Biden's than other people. The severity is the same, and sometimes it's even death. So let people choose. It's a experimental vaccine. Let the people choose whether they want to take it or not. And that is what uh, kind of governor I would be. The tax is high. 
it's ridiculous. The tax rate is seven, four, two, I mean, from five to seven percent, sometimes eight percent. We have got to get rid of that and put let the counties, the township, fit their own tax rate. They know what's best for their county and their township. Uh, term limits is something that we must do. When our politicians stay in office 12, 15, 20, 30 years, uh, you can look for corruption. As we see it throughout America, we see it in our Congress today. Term limits is something we must enact. We've been trying for a while, some of the people, but as you see, uh, we never get to that. We never pass a bill or pass a law on term limits. It's something I would fight hard to do in the state of New York. Excellent. Derek, you hit on some points. I mean, you know, if I moved to New York, I would feel just like I'm in California with the points you hit. <laughs> I kid you not. It almost made me feel like uh, you were talking about, about California issues. So we got about maybe two more questions to ask, but I do want to mention something that uh, you kind of talked about earlier, just popped in my mind. You know, voters have always kind of said, oh, that's the candidate that I want to select for office because he looks great. You know, she looks great. I like his hair. I like her, you know, her, her way she dresses. I, I love the way, you know, she talks and everything. I think, Derek, the American people have had enough of these, these, these candidates that look good and smell good and, and say the right things because you probably know this as well as I do. Some of these candidates who have be, made it into office, they are now betraying Americans. We see it with some of the senators, like you just mentioned. We see it in Congress people who just got elected just, you know, 10, 11 months ago and took office in January. They have turned out to be not who they said they were. So I just want to make an appeal as we move forward in, the, in this interview that don't fall for, for what's, what looks great and what's, what's, you know, the person smells great. They look good on, you know, Vogue magazine or, or GQ. Those days are gone. We need real people to, to take the, the baton and, and fight for the American people. So here's one of my last questions, Derek. Um, many voters across the country, especially in places like New York and California, uh, they have been conditioned to believe that after the November 2020 stolen election where Trump had his his victory stolen from him and then other past elections, we just saw it in New Jersey that just happened. A lot of people that think that voter integrity has been compromised. Uh, what type of plans do you have to uh, you know, stop this Democrat cheating machine to give New York voters some assurance? I know you can't promise them anything, but what assurance can you give them that their votes will count this time and not be stolen like Trump's victory was stolen back in November 3rd, 2020? Right. And thank you for touching on that, because the uh, 2020 election was stolen regardless of what the news and media and other people say was a stolen election. I witnessed cheating in the election and uh, several more different things. So we all know it was stolen. We all know that Joe Biden and campaign sat in his basement and got 81 million votes. It is, if due to math, it's impossible that this man got those particular votes. Uh, say uh, President Trump got 75 million. If you add that up, it's over 145,000 registered voters in the United States of America. So the math don't even add up. It's equal to a stolen election. It's just common sense. The election... Uh, 
election. It's been plenty of evidence out there about the election that uh, people chose to ignore. So I am not in office, so it's nothing I can do to make sure we have a free and fair election, but speak to people and tell them to overwhelm and go out and vote so they can defeat the fraud that is set up for these elections. Uh, we can't make laws, can't make rules, can't make nothing because I'm just simply uh, uh, running for office at a particular moment. But once I get in office, I will have the whole state of New York audited for the 2020 election and we will make changes. And I will fight to have those paper ballots brought back into the state of New York, get rid of the machine. There's no rush on anything. We don't need an instant uh, I won or whatever. We can count the votes in East Town, East Town or whatever and tally those up and go from there. This will bring integrity back into our election. I have I have spoken to several people that are working on uh, different things such as Operation Eagle Eye and others. So once I do take office, we can enact these things and uh, and bring integrity back again in the state of New York, which is needed very badly. But at a particular time, there's nothing I can do. I can't sit here and say, well, we're going to do this and do that because you cannot. You're not in a leadership role to do that. The only thing we can do is take it to the people and let the people scream it from the rooftop. Yeah, absolutely. And before I ask you this last question, um, I want to I want to uh, uh, just give I, what I want to do is say, you know, the, the people, the people determine who wins these elections. And what we're seeing right now across the country, especially in the state of Virginia, especially uh, here in San Francisco, where three board members were, were recalled because they were pushing this, this CRT and some of this just totally outrageous stuff. So I'm saying San Francisco has seen the light. And that's saying a lot. <laughs> Let me tell you, San Francisco has seen the light. So I just want to you know, make this statement before I ask you this last question that the people of New York, they kind of have the power to, to, to get rid of these, these corrupt city councils, get rid of these school boards, get rid of these corrupt district you know, uh, supervisors. I think they have those in New York. Uh, they have the power and people across the country are starting to figure out this, this whole this, this, this adage that, that, that goes like this. There are strength or there is strength in numbers. So with all that said, Derek, with all with knowing that you can rally the people to finally take charge of, of their destiny, their political destiny, their future, their uh, ability to have life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. What is your closing statement to the people of New York State? And we'll have you back again for more and more podcasts. But what can you tell people right now on November 11th, this Veterans Day? Right now, I just want to say happy Veterans Day to all our veterans uh, that's currently serving and uh, have currently served. Uh, We must not forget that freedom is not free. Uh, Some of these people have lost their lives so that we can be free. So let's honor our veterans wherever we see them at. Tell them congratulations. Give them a high five or whatever. Back to the educational part that you spoke on briefly there, uh, my intention is to dissolve the border education. It is no longer needed. It is useless. It's detrimental to the learning of our students. So first on the agenda is to dissolve the border education and the state of New York, turn it back over to the cities, the townships, like I said before. 
and uh, we can get a curriculum that uh, is curtailed to have our kids learn to learn about America, to love to love your home, not to hate your home, destroy it and tear it down. These are things that need to be taught in our school system. Financial education. I want law taught in school, in junior high school, because all you hear is in the course, ignorance of the law is no excuse. So uh, we need to educate our children on the laws of the United States of America also. And uh, before I close, I want to speak on on something uh, that is weighing on my mind for this this uh, pandemic 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 that is continues to go on and on to take your freedom away uh as you know we have all these mandates to take the jab to wear the mask to do this but there are actually companies out here that has uh a cure for the covid uh it can restrain the covid to covid to one individual they have uh they in uh got an application submitted now because uh they're saying they can cure HIV. These are, this is a company that needs to be looked at uh real hard and we need to start putting it out there uh so that people can see that they are being suppressed. They don't want it out there. So I say this all about this thing is all about control and not about your health, not about your safety, but this particular company is putting your health over profit. And it's, it's analytics.com. I would like for the audience to look that up. E-N-Z-O-L-Y-T-I-C-S.com. Analytics.com. And it's A1, the L1 uh, technology they are using to create uh, monolithic uh, antibiotics. I believe I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to go too far into that. But I want the people to look that up. They are things I have that can cure uh, this COVID. We can open our economy back up and go on about our lives and our business and not have to wear masks in school. So we need to bring this company in. I welcome this company in the state of New York. I would love them to move their headquarters here. And as governor, I would give them the biggest tax break ever to anything that's going to help my citizen out. I am on the side of that particular company. So hopefully the audience will look into this and they can purchase some spray or whatever they got to make your immune system strong so you can fight this particular disease out there's no, off. There's no need to die from this particular disease or be hospitalized when there's things out there are currently ready to help the people and the people of our government is suppressing that. So we need to yell out and demand that this company be looked at that their application that's been submitted uh, for maybe a year uh, before what, so we can get this stuff on the market and save the lives of our people and get on with our life and our economy. So once again, that is analytics.com, E-N-Z-O-L-Y-T-I-C-S.com. Take a good look at it. Shout it out all over your social media platform. Send it to your current uh, senators, your representatives, and demand that they take a look at this and we can move forward on saving lives of these uh, citizens. All righty. And thanks. And I will put that link in the podcast description that people can uh, click on it uh, on the podcast description of this interview. So, so Derek, please tell our Real People USA audience how they can support you uh, for New York State Governor. Thank you. I'm a grassroots candidate. I don't take money from big corporation, big pharma, none of that. So 
I, what I do is I ask the people in the state of New York and around America to go on my website and donate five, ten, or even fifteen or twenty dollars. Uh, just that will help me travel the state and take my message directly to the people. No, they're not bringing me on on certain TV stations, even though I've been on some. Uh, and I'm not going to pay millions and millions of dollars to come on the TV station. I'm just going to walk amongst the people and let the people know what I stand for. And you can uh, pick me up at Gibson, G-I-B-S-O-N, the number four, governor.com. You can go on there and you can find out things. You can find out my platform and you can go on there and donate. You can do a one-time donation. You can do a reoccurring donation. And also you can go to WinRed and find me and donate there also. Thank you. All right. Well, I want to let, let listeners know that this is the one thing I forgot to say. There, there's, there's, there are plenty of candidates that are, you know, they're like digital only. And you might see them in these, uh, these settings among like-minded people in these hotel rooms. Derek Gibson is out in the street. He's out there shaking hands. He's driving up and down the, the, the highways uh, from New York City up to Albany, Syracuse and Buffalo. And that is the rare thing that you don't see a lot of candidates doing right now. Most are just sitting back and letting digital media do their campaigning. And it's not Derek Gibson. Derek, I want to thank you for your your time today. You've been a, 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 an honored guest on the Real People USA uh, podcast, and you can come back anytime. So thank you very much, sir. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to coming back. And thanks, thanks to the audience. All right. Make it a great day, Derek.